A lot of women ask me, how do I find that provider man, that man that's going to bankroll my life, that man that's going to take care of me? So many women ask me this question. I'm going to give you the sauce right now. And I apologize in advance if it's raining or if it's loud because I'm driving home right now. The weather isn't the best. But I got a little bit of time, so let me give you some sauce. This is going to be, like, really harsh, too. This is not a simple ABC, like, one, two, three step thing. This is, this is not easy. But at the same time, it's really not that hard either. You want to find a guy that is going to just be a husband, provide for you, give you security, give you protection. That is a very rare type of man in today's society. Our society today is like, I think a lot, there's an agenda. I don't want to be into conspiracy of a theory here, but you know, I think there's an agenda to make men more feminine, to make men less masculine, and to get men to be more like women, and to not do the things that traditional men are really born and bred to do. There's a lot of guys out there that will split the bill with you, that will hook up with you, that will effectively be your roommate if that's what you want. And they'll be good companions in a lot of aspects. And if that's what you want, that's what you want. I'm not here to hate on it. But a lot of women want that traditional man. First and foremost, let me break down what traditional relationships are actually like because I think we look at all the wonderful things of it, but we don't analyze all the other aspects of it. A lot of traditional uh, relationships have infidelity on the man's side. And this is where a lot of women are like, nope, I don't want that. I don't want a man to cheat on me, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's really what it is. If a man is going to come into your life, bankroll you, take care of everything, a lot of those guys do step out and engage in other relationships. Now, am I saying that this is what we're trying to go for here? Absolutely not. I'm someone that believes in monogamy. I'm, you know, monogamy is the best child rearing institution out there, child rearing institution out there. And honestly, in, in the religious aspect that I come from, I believe in monogamy. I think that one man, one woman, one union, I think it's a very powerful thing. I think it's the best way to really start a family and to build with people. But men, by nature, by biology, are polygamous. And anybody that argues this and saying that's not true is a fucking liar, okay? Biologically, we are born and bred to be polygamous. Now, socially, monogamy wins. We live in a society today where monogamy is very, very advantageous. And we are in a culture today where raising children should be done in a monogamous household. That's just fundamentally what I've learned and what I believed in and what I've seen the data show. So if you want a man that is traditional but has that compatibility and that mindset to be monogamous, you must really operate on that 1% of 1% mindset. A lot of traditional relationships in, in third world countries have men that step out of the relationship and they cheat, right? It, it's not necessarily cheating in that aspect for them too. Women really understand like, okay, if he's going to go do whatever he wants with what woman, I don't care as long as I don't know about it. I swear to you, this is what it is. I swear to you, go travel the world, go look around, go to South America, go to Asian countries. Like this is what it is. They are okay with their man getting their, you know, their sex on as long as they don't bring in any danger, as long as they don't disrespect them. And as long as he's confidential about it, as long as he's paying the bills and taking care of things and I don't have to worry about things, that's fine. Because in those third world countries, men have a lot more opportunity to work, to provide. There's a lot more labor-based jobs. There's not a lot of opportunity for women. And so it is what it is. And that's why the whole Passport Bros movement is so huge because women are looking for a daddy to provide, a man to provide, and they're not gonna hold them to, you know, if you have a girlfriend, I don't care. If you have another woman that you're hooking up with, I don't care. As long as you're taking care of me, that's what I want because it's hard. It is hard out there. I am not going to lie to you. Some of these women really put it on. They get up every day, put their makeup on, and they go searching for a man that can provide because it's hard for them to, to really compete in that market like a man. 
But for the Western world, women are making just as much as men. And you would think that, you know, two household incomes is great. And contraception has taken the responsibility of women away. That you can have sex as much as you want. But it's actually made women more miserable. You know, you would think this is like the golden age. Okay, there's two household incomes. Women can make just as much as a man. Women can take care of themselves. They're independent. Contraception's allowing you to do whatever you want. But it's caused women to not want the majority of men. And it causes women to really select for that 5-10% of guy out there. And that creates a lot of competition. Because every girl is going for the same type of guy, which makes those guys that operate in that category very narcissistic, very Machiavellian, and engaged in short-term mating strategies. Those guys get all the women. And so they're like, why would I want to settle down when I get all the women? And it leaves 90% of the market out there desperate, clinging for women that give them any sexual attention. And it creates this ick mindset in women for the 90% of men and it creates this desire, lust mindset for the 10% of guys, but they get their hearts broken because all these guys get access to all the women and they don't want to really settle down with them. So how do you get those 5-10% of guys? Well, you really got to be that 1-2% of women that changes that polygamous nature in a guy to be monogamous because you're so rare. And I think that women really only have like 10 to 15 years to really hit this. When you're 18 years old, you have like 10 to 15 years to really get this guy down and your ability to enter the dating marketplace decreases as you get older. Men, for, for choosing a wife, 50, 60% of it is sexual selection. They are going to look at how good looking you are. What sexual value do you provide for a man? And a lot of women don't understand this. Men are wired differently. 15 to 20 times the testosterone. Testosterone is a libido boosting hormone. Men care about how you look. They care about your sexuality way more than you think. You'd have no idea. But when you look so exotic, when you're taking care of yourself, when you're in the gym every single day, it's going to be easy to attract that attention. That's the first part right there. Now, for men, it's a lot harder. You got to be making a lot of money. Guys that are young tell me, like, how do I attract a really 10 out of 10 woman? Like, what money are you making? What income are you bringing in? What kind of lifestyle do you have? What opportunities can you create for her? What kind of security do you, can, you, can you provide? You want a housewife, but you don't have a house, bro. What do you mean? It's a lot harder for a guy to enter that seven-figure that high six-figure income bracket, that top 1% bracket, it is way harder than a woman to look really, really, really good. Go to the gym every day, have a gym membership, and eat healthy food, which typically saves her more money. It's easier for a woman to build that discipline. Then from there, you really gotta analyze the red flags and look at you know different factors. You have to find a man that's ready to be in that relationship. You have to surround yourself in areas where men are really in that mindset. And this means, you know, sometimes you're in the middle of nowhere and you don't have those high caliber guys out there. You got to move. You got to move. You got to relocate. You know, if I'm trying to catch bass, but I'm in the ocean, I might not catch bass. If I'm trying to catch swordfish, but I'm in a, li- in a river, I'm not going to catch it. You got to move to where the fish are at. So you got to look good. I'm talking pressure in a room. I'm talking you walk in and people want to pay you for how good you look in drinks and attention and time and effort and energy. A lot of girls tell me, oh, I have a lot of guys in my DM. Do you have like 50 to 60 a day? That's the level I'm talking about. They're like, oh, that, that's crazy. Like that's the 1%. You look so good that men are crawling out of the woodwork. The losers, the hitters, the players, the husbands, the non-husbands, every man is coming after you. Then from there, you are building your personality. You can cook. You have traditional values. You can nurture. You can be a good mother. You're loyal. This is hard when you look that good, okay? When you look that good as a woman, the temptation's at an all-time high. You don't really want to settle down. Like, I know a lot of girls that look really good, 
and they're so content with getting flown out, getting taken to VIP sections, getting, getting you know, serviced by all these men. But that's a very, it's, it's, a, it's a means, it, it never stops, right? It, it never really ends. And a lot of girls blow their 20s. They blow their 20s flying, getting rammed out by dudes that have boats and yachts. Girls that tell me, oh yeah, I went to Dubai. He wanted to do it for free. Bullshit, fucking bullshit. You went on that yacht for free? No way. There's a cost you're paying. And honestly, the number one cost is time. You're wasting your time, your youngest years in your life, when you look good, when you put in all this work to be around men that don't want to take you seriously, that don't want to wife you, but just want to exchange in value and want to party and drink with you just because you look good and they're not really giving you any long-term strategy. What a fucking waste. Look your best, but then spend your time with the guys that are husbands. Go for the husbands. Start to ask those guys, what do you want your legacy to be like? Are you looking to have children? And if so, how many do you want? How many am I going to have to give you? Like, it's these questions that are kind of like sexual and flirty. You know, you have to let, you have to lead a guy's imagination on a little bit. This is the game of, you know, this is the courting mechanism. It's not like, hey, what can you offer me? Like, that's such a black and white thing that a lot of dating coaches say. And it's, it's so wrong. You have to really speak to a man's desires. Look good. Feel good. Be traditional in what you are going to give him. And then... You know, you got to be posting. You got to be on social media. Some girls say, oh, I don't take good photos. I don't really like social media. Like, what do you mean? Look, there's a lot of things that are good in our generation today. Like, look, you don't have to go to the, the well to get water. You can just go to your sink and, or, or even your fridge and just get water. Clean, purified water. Great, wonderful thing. But also at the same time, you got to be posting. You got to be on social media. The number one dating app in the world is social media. Get it down. Instagram is, is here to stay. You've got to use social media to your advantage. Post what you're eating. Post yourself in the gym. Post yourself reading. Post yourself being at home and, you know, post your post a selfie of yourself every day. Advertise who you are, your results, what you can bring a man. Your man is not going to break into your window and break into your home and say, oh, I found you. You haven't been posting. Oh, my God. You're a perfect girl for me. Every now and then I run into a girl that doesn't have social media. Gem, A1. But it's hard to find them. It's not realistic, you know. And typically, a lot of the girls that don't post for social media, they're just not confident in how they look. When you look good, you're going to want to post. You're going to want attention. I, I promise you. It feels good. It feels great to get that positive reinforcement. So you've got to really come with that pressure. Pressure in a room. You walk in a room and guys are like, man, she's crazy. Because if you're trying to get the 1% of guy that provides and take care of you and does everything like that, you've got to be the 1% of women. And then you let your personality retain them. You build yourself up in those traditional values. Yeah, I don't really go out. I'm not out here to party. I'm looking to start a family. I want kids. I want a future. Man, that is where you win the lottery. And that's where you really filter out through the guys that are going to BS you and say, oh, yeah, I want that too. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys that are bullshitting you to get sexual access for you. Give them three months. It's hard for a guy to keep the act up for 90 days. I promise you it's hard. But after that, you know, I would even say six months at times. Really start vetting the guy out, giving him more access to you. And then you're going to start finding those guys that are husband material. And then it just comes down to them being serious about you. And if they're not serious about you, keep talking to other guys. It's a numbers game with guys too. Don't just sit there and wait for one guy. Say, hey, look, um, respectfully, I am talking to other people. And I think that you should as well because I think that we both are looking for something. I, I know what I'm looking for. And I don't want to rush you in your life if you're not looking for that. If you want to just party and have fun and hook up with girls and, you know, I'm going to support you. We can be acquaintances, but at the same time, I don't want to be disrespectful to my next man by keeping a man that I talk to around. I hope you understand blank name right there. Boom. Power statement. 
you're going to win in a lot of interactions. Guy asks you, if you're talking to other guys, are you talking to other guys? Yeah, I am because I don't really know what we are yet. And, you know, respectfully, you haven't committed to me and you don't owe me anything. So at the same time, I don't owe you anything. Always put it in his in his ball, you know, like in his ballpark. I don't owe you anything. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to disrespect you. I don't want to be clingy and, and uh, all over you when we're not anything. You know, I'm really looking for a husband. You can even say, I don't even believe in dating. I believe in just kind of like getting married. I'm kind of in that bracket. But that's okay if you don't. Boom. Like put pressure on a man when you can put pressure in a room. If you do this to a man and you're not that rare woman, they're just going to be like, okay, yeah, see you later. Boom. But if you're a rare woman, it's going to be really hard for a guy to walk away from you. It's easy to do it though. Go to the gym every day. Take care of your diet. That's like 90, honestly, it's not 90, but it's 50, 60% of it. It's 50, 60% of it right there. The rest we can work on. Get a dating coach to teach you what you want to be saying in a relationship. Get a dating coach to teach you how you should be talking to a guy. I mean, you really got to come correct. But I hope this is helpful. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And if you guys ever want to reach out to me, if you guys have any questions, you're more than welcome to DM me on Instagram. I'm really responsive there. It takes me about a week to get back to people, but... Shout out to everybody that supports us. Shout out to Candy for sponsoring the podcast. And guys, until next time, Zoom me out.